0: There's nothing like standing in the presence of the Almighty. A junior church may be dismissed tonight. Junior church may be dismissed. If you stand with me all over this house, we're going to turn to the word of the Lord. I tell you, the last several days, the Lord has just flooded my soul. (laughs) When the Bible calls him the comforter, that's exactly what he is. Even in the midst of grief, even in the midst of sorrow, and in the midst of wishing things could have been different, he's still the comforter. He's still the comforter. I'm thankful for a God tonight that sweeps over my soul. Hallelujah. He'll sweep over our soul tonight. What a wonderful, wonderful presence of the Lord is in this place tonight. Oh, as we get ready to turn to the word of the Lord, I once again want to thank all those of you who showed up last night. I'm so honored and proud of this congregation. <clears throat> you know, I was... Thinking last night, there are so many things. I've had folks come up to me lately and say, Hey, I think you should teach on this. And hey, I think you should touch on that. And hey, I think this would be good. And There's so many things that flood through your mind and flow through your mind. And so many things that you think about that you need to speak on and you need to touch on in order to get people to heaven. And so many times I was thinking last night that so many times when it comes to all of these things that we need to address in the church, so many times we address symptoms instead of roots. Zara, if I get down to some roots tonight, I'm a, I'm a firm believer at the root of every problem is a spiritual issue. And we can treat symptoms and we can address things. We can talk about this and we can talk about that but when it gets right down to brass tacks, you got to get to the root. I went out in my yard this week I had some small maple trees and things. Like that, growing up in the midst of some of my other plants. And, you know, you can take some pruners and you can just cut those little small trees off, but they're going to come right back. So I bought this little device. It hooks onto the small tree, and it's got this big long arm on it. You lean it back, and it pulls the whole thing up out of the ground, pulls the root and all. It's the neatest little device I ever saw. It made me think about what I was going to speak about tonight. Sometimes we just got to get down to the root. And Tonight, I, I feel in my spirit, we're going to address some roots tonight. Not in a bad way, in a good way. We're going to address some roots and not, uh, not symptoms. Because when you get down to roots, you're establishing principles in your life. How many know we live our lives by Principles. Principles cover everything. Uh, you, you can tell your children don't go here, but there's a million other places that they shouldn't go. So you just teach them to live by principle, and they'll know all the places that they shouldn't go. Right? So I want to get down to some principle tonight. Address, uh, I don't want to touch on symptoms, but I want to get down to some roots. Amen. Amen. And I believe that what we're going to talk about tonight will deeply impact your walk with God. I want you to join me tonight in the book of Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter, Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter. We're going to read just two quick verses of scripture, verse 13 and verse 14. Um, When you get there, shout out, amen. If you do not have your Bibles with you tonight, the text is up on the screen behind me. Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter and the 13th verse. The word of the Lord says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Turn to your neighbor and say, whole matter. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. I want you to watch what the wisest man ever to walk the face of the earth says the whole matter is. He said, fear God. (laughs) Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Man. Boy, he said a whole lot right there. He said a whole lot right there. For God shall bring every work into judgment and with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. I want to speak to you tonight. I want to speak to this local body concerning this topic, the whole matter. This little phrase that Solomon used As I read it this week, it retched out and got a hold of me. And I felt the Lord give me an inclination in my spirit. He said, you talk to him about the whole matter. I want to talk to you about the whole matter tonight. I want you to lay your Bibles down in your seat. I want you to lift a hand clap of praise unto the Lord tonight. If you want to hear his voice, come on, usher in his presence. You want to hear his voice, lift up his name. You want to hear his voice, give him some praise for his mighty works. You want to hear his voice, worship him for who he is tonight. He's the Lord God Almighty. He's the voice in the midst of the storm. He's the one that can get you back on the ground tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, I love him. I praise him tonight. He's so good to us. He's so good to us. Amen. The whole matter. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. The whole matter. I'm going to try not to weary you tonight. You know how preachers are. I get going, it's hard to stop. But I'm going to try not to weary you tonight. But I do want to speak to you for a few moments tonight on the whole matter. Have you ever looked for something... For a long time, only to end up discovering that the entire time it was right in front of you. Anybody ever looked for their keys to their car for about an hour just to figure out you had them in your front pocket? Am I the only dummy in here who's ever done that? anybody anybody ever been sitting in the seat of your car? and you thought your cell phone was sitting on your console and you're looking all over the place and you're pulling seats and looking down in crevices and only to realize it was sitting right in front of you huh am I the only dummy here tonight huh we 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 do these things uh we look for these things why does this why does this happen why does this happen ecclesiastes 1 and 14 Solomon says these words, he said, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. You see, there's something amazing about human beings. The fact that we have the ability to concentrate is amazing. We, we have the ability to zone out, to get our minds up on something. Um, that, that's, I, I'm going to start using that as my excuse. And my wife said, did you hear what I said? Oh, I was concentrating. Right? I was, I was concentrating. When we, sometimes when we concentrate, we block out everything else. I, I, I literally have had my mind up on something and people be talking to me and I don't even hear what they're saying. Because I was in such deep concentration. And it's really an amazing thing today. Um, My little dog at home, when I talk to her, she doesn't block me out. She's not concentrating on anything. But human beings have the ability to concentrate. And sometimes concentrating on one thing can cause you to forget about everything else. Have you ever been on your cell phone, in your car, having a conversation with somebody and before you know it, you done drove past your exit, Hopi, a long ways from home, messed up your evening, didn't even get to go where you intended to go because you were so concentrated on a conversation that you were have, everything else was blocked out human beings have the ability to concentrate on things how about a, how about this how about a how about a player who goes after the ball in the middle of a game they forget they get disoriented and forget which side is their goal and they go down and they put the ball in the wrong hole you ever, you ever seen that I would call that concentration. That's deep concentration. But we do these things, and when we concentrate so deeply, we're so energized, and there's so much adrenaline trying to get the ball, we're disoriented, we don't even pay attention to which end we're supposed to be going. How about this one? You ever been so concentrated on when you were small and tying, making a certain knot? in your shoelace or learning to tie your shoes, and when you stood up, you realized you had your shoes on the wrong feet? I'm sure none of you have ever done that. But it happens, and we are curious beings, and we get lost in the details sometimes, and we entertain ourselves, and we get distracted by something that our mind is fastened upon. We get distracted by something that our mind is fastened upon, and we're so busy with so many other obligations. We have work we have to worry about. We have studies. If you're in school, we have mortgage payments and bills and credit cards and text messages. We get so busy that we never really stop to think about why we do all that we do. We never really stop and think about why we do what we do. Can I tell you, you wouldn't be able to count how many times you walked into this church and got caught up in the normal. You got caught up in the songs, caught up in clapping your hands. And really, it didn't ever even think across your mind that you were in here to worship God. You just did what you normally do, and that's you come in, you shake hands with a few people, you tell them hello, tell them it's good to see them. We have a few songs, and we never really break through into worship because we lose track of what we're here to do. And sometimes when our mind is busy about other things, we forget what's really important. We get distracted by other things, and we we don't stop, and we don't really pay attention to why we do what we're doing. And I've been speaking with the Lord lately, and I've been asking the Lord to help me to overcome these things. I don't want to ever come into this place and just get caught up in the normal. I I don't want to come into this place and just say, Lord, this is our ritual. No, I I don't want no ritual. I want to come into this place, and I want to feel his presence. I want to come into this place, and I want to hear his voice. I want to come into this place, and I want to feel his touch. I want to come into this place, and I want to be with the master. I don't want to be caught up by the normal. Amen. But so many times, this is what we do. Our minds are in other places, and we lose track of what really matters. We forget, or we stop caring about the essentials. Why do we do these things? Church, I really believe it's time that we stop and we think about this today. Why do we do these things? The writer of our text today, King Solomon, said that all that happens in this life is vanity. Everything. Can I tell you that when you're on your deathbed and you're facing eternity, It ain't going to matter that some little kid down the street ran his bicycle into your car. Can I tell you that when you're on your deathbed and you're facing eternity, it ain't going to matter that the neighbor's dog crapped in your yard. No, sir. No, ma'am. We lose track of what's really important. We lose track of the essentials. And listen, the writer of this text said that all that happens in this life is vanity. He wrote these words, Then I looked on all the works of my hands had wrought, and on the labor that I had labored to do, and behold, all of it was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. It's all vanity, church. You can't take it with you. A careful examination of the wisest man to ever live on the face of the earth, King Solomon would reveal that Solomon lived his life wondering about the meaning of life and the reason for his existence. Anybody in this room ever ask yourself, what was I called to do? What is the reason why I'm here? What is the purpose of my being today? Can I tell you today, the wisest man to ever walk the face of the earth had the same issue that we have today. And that is, he lost track of the essentials, he lost track of what was really important and what really mattered. And listen, It's not until the end of his years, and here we are reading our text today in the last chapter of this book. It wasn't until the end of his years, as wise as he was, Solomon discovers that the most important thing in the existence of man is to please God. (laughs) To please God. Can we get down to some roots tonight? He created you. He spoke, he spoke you into existence. He put his hands on you. He breathed the breath of life into you for one reason, so you could worship him and so you could praise him. And let me tell you something. When it really gets down to it, all that matters is that you learn to please God. I want to talk to you tonight about the whole matter. Listen, a careful examination of Solomon and all his wisdom would reveal to us that he questioned these things. He didn't understand why life was the way it was. He spent a lot of time, he spent a lot of money building his kingdom. He enjoyed enjoyed a lot of success. He conquered territories. He obtained slaves. He spent time with good company and bad company. But at the end of it all, he realized he still didn't know what it was all really about and what was really important and what was really essential. In the end of his years, as wise as he was, he discovers that the most important thing for man to figure out is he has to please God. This ain't about having a good relationship with your neighbor, although you want that. This ain't about pleasing your wife or your kids. What you better be worried about is pleasing God. Come on, this ain't about your buddies you went to high school with. This ain't about your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your buddies at work. What you better be worried about is pleasing God. What you better be worried about tonight is pleasing God. And it took to the end of his life man Solomon began to figure these things out, that the most important thing in the existence of mankind is learning to please God. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, he said. He said, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good Or whether it be evil. What this wise king was saying is something so serious and so true. We should never forget that we all will give account to God about what we have done during our lives. Every last one of us are going to stand before Him in judgment. And let me tell you something. When that day comes, Michael, all that's going to matter is, did you please him? All, that gonna ma- all that's going to matter is, did he accept me? Let me tell you something. People's, people live their lives thinking that they can do whatever they want, when they want to do it. But let me tell you something. Uh, Cain thought the same thing. Cain thought the same thing. Cain offered an offering to God. Abel offered an offering to God. But God only accepted one of their offerings. Can I tell you today, the most important thing for man today when it gets down to the root, when it gets down to brass tacks, is do we please God? Do we please God? Is God pleased in us? Is God honored by us? This wise king says something so serious and so true. All that matters is fearing God fearing God, keeping His commandments, knowing that your life is pleasing to Him. We should never lose sight of the fact that we exist to seek the Lord. We exist to worship Him. We exist to praise Him. Can I tell you, you can choose anything in this life to do, and it really doesn't matter. You can change your career tomorrow, but you'll never change why you were created. You were created, you exist today to praise Him. You exist today to worship Him. And I believe today that God's people really need to get down and they really need to get serious about whether they are pleasing to the Lord today. We should never lose sight of the fact that we exist to seek God, to know God, to obey God, to serve God, and to honor Him. We need to give glory to Him in everything that we do. Everything that we do, we need to bring honor to the Lord. So how do we keep on the right track without drifting off into these many rabbit trails that are everywhere available to us? There are many ways. The man said in the video, there are many voices in your life. There are many voices in your life, but there's really only one that matters. There are many ways in this life, but there's really only one that matters. And let me tell you something. Jesus cleared up all of the smoke when he said, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. All that matters when it comes right down to it is, are you in the way, and is your life pleasing to God? All that matters, church, is that we please him. All that matters is that we please him. Come on, how do we keep on this right way without drifting off to all of these other ways? I tell you, you listen to the voice. You keep it in your mind that all that matters, the whole matter today, is learning that what you do has to please God. What you do has to please God. And let me tell you something, this principle will cover every aspect of your life. It will cover every aspect of. You want to know how you should act in any avenue of your life. Ask yourself, does it please God? Let me tell you something. That little movement, that little WWJD movement that happened about four or five years ago. What would Jesus do? Anybody remember all that? Those T-shirts and garments and wristbands and all that stuff that came out. What would you? Let me tell you something. That's more powerful than you think it is. That's more powerful than you think it is because really all that matters, the whole matter today is does it please God? Is God pleased? Let me tell you something. Is God pleased in my finances? Is God pleased in how I treat my spouse? Is God pleased in my church attendance? Is God pleased in my outward appearance? Is God pleased in my tithing? Is God pleased in this? Is God pleased in that? Is God pleased in this? All that matters is pleasing the Lord today. It's the whole matter today. If you want to make it to heaven, you better start getting concerned about what pleases God. Because the blind will lead the blind, and they're both going to fall in the ditch. And what matters The whole matter, what it took Solomon, his whole life to figure out, and what we struggle with today is we don't understand the essentials, and the essentials are this. Does it please God? Does it please God? That's what matters today for many people. Perhaps some of you that under the sound of my voice today Living and trusting in a God that you cannot see or touch sometimes gets complicated. It gets complicated for me too. Sometimes I say, Lord, I wish you would just tell me what I need to do. Lord, I wish you'd just audibly speak to me and tell me the direction that I need to take. Sometimes serving a, a God that is not tangible, a God that you can't feel, I mean, you can't touch physically. It gets complicated. We got to understand tonight, church, that in this life, the most essential things in life are invisible to the eyes. Try to go without your oxygen, try to go without your air, try to go without those little nutrients that are in your food that you don't even know are there. The things that really matter are the things that you cannot see. The question we need to ask ourselves today is, does our life please God? Does our life please God? In this life, the most essential things are invisible to the eyes. Those are the things that we need the most. The question we need to ask ourselves today is, The answer to all of Solomon's curiosity, the whole matter, is we need to learn to seek to please God. The chances are, if you're seeking to please God, he's going to lead you in the right direction. But if you want to do your own thing and you don't want to listen to anything that he has to say, the man was talking about in the video, listen... It's so sad that I I talk to people all the time, but they won't hear my voice, and they crash and burn. If you want to crash and burn, don't worry about whether God is pleased in you or not. Listen, you don't need to live your life worrying and wondering about what Pastor John's going to say. What really matters is what God's going to say. What really matters is what God's going to say, and what really matters is does it please God? I'm talking to you about the root of many issues, a principle. We need to learn that God accepts some offerings and he refuses others. And the principle is, do we seek to please God? That is the whole matter. That is the whole matter tonight. Stand with me all over this house. My hope and my prayer as the musicians come quickly. My hope and my prayer is tonight that everyone in this room, everyone in this church, everyone that we love and we pray for finds the true meaning to life. The true meaning to life is you were created for a purpose. You were created to worship and to praise God. You have many talents, you have many abilities, but none of those things are what you were created to do. You were created to worship God. And if man will get back to first things first, and that's worshiping and praising God, seeking to please God, fearing God, worrying about what God thinks. Let me tell you something. There should be nobody in your life you worry more about what they think than the Lord Almighty. When we get back to worrying about what God thinks about us, we're going to live a godly life. We need to worry about what the Lord thinks about us. My hope and my prayer is tonight that everyone in this church will find the true meaning to life, and that's to worship and to praise the Savior. My hope and my prayer is tonight that many will stop trying to catch the wind. Can I tell you, you're never going to catch the wind? Seeking after things that don't matter, things that are irrelevant. Things that are going to perish and fade away. You're just chasing after the wind. You're never going to catch the wind. You're never going to catch the wind. But we need to stop trying to catch the wind and we need to learn to walk after the Lord. Because after all, that's the only essential thing in life. Nothing we'll ever gain in this life we'll take with us. Nothing. Not your spouse. Not your belongings. None of it you're going to take with you. All that matters is pleasing the Lord today. He's the only essential thing. I was talking to my wife last night when we got home. It was late. Y'all need to pray for her because... She's the one who has to listen to all my thoughts. <laughs> Last night, I began to bounce some stuff off of her, and we began to talk. We were standing in the bathroom, and she was brushing her teeth. I began to bounce some of my thoughts off of her, and I was telling her. I, I said, you know, as pastors, the one thing that we cannot give people The one thing that we cannot instill in them is desire. We can teach truth. We can teach holy living. We can teach godly principles. But we can't instill desire. Desire has to come from within you. Huh? You can try to teach somebody anything you want, but they don't have a desire to do it. They're not going to do it. The only thing that we cannot give tonight is desire. We can teach them what the Bible says. You can teach people how to pray. You can teach people how to live for God, but if they don't desire to do it, it's not going to happen. What Solomon was saying in this scripture Is faith can be built, faith can be developed. We can teach you to have faith. We can teach you to believe in God. We can show you all the miraculous things that God has done. Faith can be built and faith can be developed. Living holy can be taught and it can be learned. But desire can't come from anybody but you. (laughs) Desire can't come from anybody but you. I can work with Nathan all I want, but if he don't have a desire to go to heaven, he's not going to go to heaven. I can teach you you should be faithful to the house of God, but if you don't have a desire to go to the house of God, you're not going to go to the house of God. I can teach you to pray. I can teach you to read your Bible. I can teach you to treat your neighbor with love and respect, but if you don't have a desire to do any of it, You're not going to do it. Church desire has to come from within you. I wish this church was full tonight. I wish this church was full of people that lack desire and don't understand that no matter what tools and what resources are placed in their hands, if you don't have the desire to follow after Christ, you're not going to do it. Church, there's no time for playing games. We're living in the last days. We're living in the last days today. And there ain't no time for messing around. We got to muster up some desire today. We got to gather up some desire today. Nobody can teach you desire. Nobody can give you desire. Desire has to come from within you. And if you're going to make it tonight... You're going to care what Jesus thinks about you. If you're going to make it, you're going to care what God has to say about you. Desiring to please Him is the whole matter. This is what Solomon was talking about. Fear God. Have a reverent respect for God. Worry about, does this please the Lord? Does this please the Lord? You know how many sins could be stopped in their tracks if people would just stop and wonder before they do anything and say, Does this please the Lord? The whole matter, church, is does it please God? If there's ever a question about anything in your life, there's ever a question about any place you should go, there's ever a question about anything, should you wear? if there's ever a question about should this come out of my mouth, if there's ever a question about should I spend my money on this, the first thing you need to ask yourself is does it please God? Does it please God? Because the whole matter today, the only thing that matters today is pleasing God. It's the foundational principle that covers all these things. I desire to please Him in the way I treat people. Desire to please him in the way I talk, in the way I look, in the way I handle myself, in the way I do my finances, what I do with my money, the way I treat my spouse, my way I treat my children. Church, we got to fear God and we got to keep his commandments if we want God to be pleased in us. The whole matter, the thing that Solomon figured out in the end of this book was pleasing God is all that matters. When we was kids, Sister June used to sing this song all the time. She said, Touching Jesus is all that matters. (laughs) Pleasing the Lord is all that matters, church. Is He pleased in you tonight? Is He pleased in me tonight? Is He pleased in this church tonight? I think every thing in our lives could be covered by this one principle does it please God tonight does it please God tonight as we get ready to sing this song these altars are open